This is your host, Vince. Welcome to week five of the NFFL podcast. Don, welcome on. It's great to see hey, you. Hey, always a pleasure to be here. Just you and me. A little bromance tonight. A little bromance. bromance. Maybe it's bromance in the morning if that's when you're listening to us. Ooh, drive to work. We have a packed pod. We're going to cover the fastest two minutes of week four. Preview week five. We're actually nearing the halfway point of the NFFL season, if you can believe that. We're a couple weeks away. That said, let's start with some NFL news. Now, I'm going to need you here. What in God's green earth is going on down there in Jacksonville? Or should I say in Ohio? (laughs) For all of you that don't know, the former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer, now coaches the Jags, was caught grinding up on a college girl. And I'm wondering when she got ready that evening, was she probably thinking, I'm going to go find myself some Latin guy that can dance, grind up on me, make me feel dangerous, but also safe. I don't know. Oh, dude. Like to give, to give the guy credit, he wasn't dancing quite as much as she was, but like, I'm picturing that right now. Like if my wife got a video, I could be like, I was just sitting there like, and like he's freaking urban meyer uh he's coached everywhere in college he's been big he's now an nfl coach um he i'm actually pretty sure like within the last few days he referenced his wife in like a football interview and that is not his wife no it wasn't he had to apologize to his team he apologized to sean khan he apologized to everybody. Now there are these rumors that the players don't even like him and he's on a short leash and who knows if he even wants to be in Jacksonville anymore. Obviously the USC job's still open. That's what it was on very, my mind. Very interesting to find out what happens here. Uh, but the short of it, it's a bad look, really bad look for an own four coach, uh, a rookie coach at that. Hey, he's still out there winning. Okay. This, this Hey, I never saw this movie, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. I don't even know if that's an accurate, like, connection I'm making, but is this how Urban got his groove back? Like, what if he goes four straight wins? He'd be four and four, 500. Yeah, 500 balls, good. But, like, if he wins, like, four straight after this comes out, is everybody going to be like, yeah, it was okay. They're going to be like, just keep sending them to Jacksonville. All of the, <laughs> the, I mean, old enough to be in a bar, consent, just dancing, just having a good time. To your so, point, she was doing most of the work. He was just kind of standing there, but didn't look like he was trying to move. And I think no. it's just bad, bad situation to be in. Yeah. I'm curious though. I'm curious. Did you catch, you catch my reference about the Latin guy? The Latin guy grinding yeah. up on her. That's from Wedding Crashers. Oh gosh, darn it! <laughs> we just watched that movie together this I summer, know. didn't we? We did. I thought uh, I thought you might catch on. Ah, um, uh, you motor boat and son of a. <laughs> Make her feel dangerous, but also safe. Pretty funny. Let's get right into it. I've got the fastest two minutes, week four, and we'll start with not too shabby beating my very own, the greatest show on paper. And that piece of paper was burned in a furnace. Uh, And yet another game nicknamed the race to 100, I fell on my face uh, before I even got to the finish line. Kyler let James Conner score two rushing TDs. Chubba didn't get in the end zone. And the Broncos D put up an entire goose egg. Really not a recipe to beat the Patrick Mahomes-led shabbies. Jake kicked a bunch of bass this weekend. That's his kicker. My ball, Zach Ertz, holy balls, 171 points, crushing the mere mortals by over 80. Alex was firing on all cylinders. The only player to score in single digits. Any guesses? Only player, his kicker. His kicker, Harrison Butker on the Chiefs offense. Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley are back, 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 back. And the story in Derek's world isn't just that Tom Brady had only 11 points, but he had five, count them, five players with less than eight points each. That's Kittle with four, Gordon the third with 6.7, Hines with negative 0.9, 
Rams with negative five and Gano with seven. That's not recipe for success. Do you remember when Derek was good? <sighs> he used to, yes. Nah, week one, week I know. two. It was so long ago. All right. In our third matchup, Gabe beat out Brooks 111 to 83. And Gabe uh, leaned on and leveraged the often forgotten no defense maneuver once he had the W locked in. I didn't realize that until Me I neither. No, he didn't do that, did he? Is he that did. like his current line? It's dirty. Outside of Jalen Hurts, yikes. Gabe pulled a Brooks. Six players was less than six points. What the hell's going on here? Brooks couldn't take advantage with his own pitiful for pitiful performance. Seven players on Brooks's team had less than nine points. James Robinson, the sophomore phenom, kept the team afloat, but it just wasn't enough. I'm shocked Gabe got out of here with a win. Wow. Turning it to Matt DeFrancisco's team. Uh, he may be healthy AF, but they played shitty AF. Matt is officially a lead record holder for the worst weekly performance in our nine years of NFFL play. No Boy. one scored more than 12, led by Mr. Anti-Vax himself, Kirk Cousins. Top to bottom, it was a pitiful performance, and Matt is officially in panic mode. Now, Dan didn't cross the coveted 100-point threshold, but it was more than enough. Zeke is back. Terry McLaurin is back. I told you to start him, Dan Dan. Uh, you just can't seem to figure out the QB situation as DJ crushed Josh Allen yet again. Fact check me there. Did he not set a record? I, I, just, I do want to fact check you. It's, uh, there was some chatter about it on the internet this week in our group thing. He did not set the record. It is the record this year, ah. beating out Dan. I've got the record book right here in our new scoring system. So that's this year and last year. Uh, Tommy holds it false. Ooh, never mind. I hold it. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, the 40s, right? 46.3. So if you recall last Holy year, Lord. I had, I had 46.3, which was the lowest score. I also had 182.4, which is the highest score. So I, wow. in our new scoring system, hold both records. Oof. congratulations yeah maybe apologies d fran i think you are still in panic mode now last up is our commish first the favorite to win it all tommy bird tommy absolutely pummeled Dolan, 142 yeah. to 107 and it really came down to three big scores russell wilson tyreek hill the automatic td guy and then Corderell Patterson, who to thunk? Dolan was hoping, praying, and begging for a hill-type performance out of Devontae Adams. He's absolutely due. We'll have to see what happens next week. And although Dolan took the L, Derrick Henry had a phenomenal performance in a loss to the Stormin Mormon-led Jets. Dolan, care to comment on your favorite quarterback? Taysom Hill? Oh, wait. Zach Wilson? Oh, Steve Young? What? Yeah, they all went to BYU. Uh, I watched the game with my dad and it was kind of fun. And we thought this is going to be so fitting that his first not loss is going to be a tie. And then that big old fat kicker missed the field goal and uh, Zach Wilson got a win. So good for him. Me and my dad high fived. And uh, I said it preseason with a BYU kid over there and Robert Sala Sala's however you, he wants us to say his last name. The J-E-T-S are my second team this year. I'm rooting for them, and they suck. They do. They suck, but a lovable loser. I'm sure you've listened to the Pardon My Take podcast where uh, uh, Billy Football calls him Salah. Yes. <laughs> that guy is awesome. Robert Salah. <laughs> says that all the time. <laughs> Too funny. Um, speaking of other BYU guys, you mentioned Taysom Hill. I got a little bit of chatter in the Facebook uh, group this past weekend where I was talking, or maybe it was two weekends ago, where I just feel like they don't know how to use him. Like they just put him into this running back. Like he only runs the ball. They're he can, kind he of doing that with, it. They're doing that with Trey Lance too, which is frustrating as a Niners fan, right? They're like, oh, it's, you know, 
fourth and two, we put Trey Lance in. What are we going to do? It's like, oh, he's going to try running up the middle and they stopped him. Yeah. Like, like the trick would be him throwing the ball. That's right. <laughs> that would that's be amazing and impressive yeah. and shocking. Which they started to do, you know, now that he's our starting quarterback because Jimmy might be injured. Or is that like a weird cover up? I mean, that Jimmy's so always weird. injured. I mean, he even said, hey, I'm out three weeks. And then they came back. I was like, no, no, you're not. You're probably playing Sunday. <laughs> Self-diagnosed. Like, oh, but coach said we needed an excuse for, for Trey Lance to play. Um, okay, but back back to my buddy Taysom Hill. Uh, you know, my wife did his wedding. We're good friends. Um, I always forget that. You guys are yeah. best friends. Yeah. To be clear, I'm not. My wife's cool with him, though. Uh did you see when he went like full man mode and ran over sick. like five to seven New York Giants? That was pretty for epic. a touchdown. Like it was like he's yeah. tackled, he got tackled, he got tackled, he got tackled again, got tackled. And he's like, no, I'm just gonna get it. Like, yeah, he looked like Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah, beast mode. Screw the Seahawks. I love it. Screw the Seahawks. Okay. Any thoughts on those recaps? I covered a lot. Um, I'm gonna say no. Simply because I'm going to be talking numbers with you as we talk about what everybody wants to hear about, whether or not they're going to win this week. And I'm going to be bringing up some of that stuff. Yikes. Let's get into it. This is officially week five. I don't know where you want to start, but I know you and I are playing each other this week. I'm actually feeling pretty good about my team. Oh, really? Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's start there. Uh, to continue your wedding crashers theme that uh, you started, I'm going to call this the let's play tummy sticks game of the week. <laughs> I love it. I don't want to play tummy sticks. I don't want to play tummy sticks. <laughs> wow. All right. So what do we got to say? If we're going the two podcast guys facing one another, this is where everybody's fast forwarding their podcast. Cause we're not talking about anybody else in the league, but you and me for the next few minutes. Um, I'm going to say I came back to reality. This past week, um, I still had the third highest score in the league last week, but I did get stomped by Tommy. So I'm going to say I remain confident, but I bring absolutely fabulous luck to my opponents. So that's mm. that's good news for you, because when I play somebody, uh, they score a lot. I've got the second highest points against. That is certainly promising um, as my name my team name would suggest the greatest show on paper. I currently have the highest projected total of all of our teams in week five at 120.1. That's what I'm looking at right here, man. 120. That is a blatant lie for a guy who <laughs> last week scored 82 and the week before scored 95 and averages 103 points. You are not getting 120 points. Uh, ESPN thinks so. <laughs> Yeah, I trust everything ESPN says. So I, I mentioned to you in a text before this podcast, I am officially in panic mode. I'm at one and three, sitting at ninth place. And I think at some point in the season, you move away from like, I'm trying to compete for championships to, I just don't want to get my ears or belly button pierced. And the great thing about that is that I am not the worst team in this league. It is very clearly Matt DeFrancisco. Oh, bro, we haven't even gotten to that game. I know, right. but the saying goes, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the slowest guy, and I am not the slowest guy in this league. All right, I'll give you that. Um, but to Matt's credit and to leave the excitement, there's somebody in the league who actually averages worse points than Matt. I realize they have a better record, but... Uh, I can't wait till we talk about that. Yep. So, all right, your matchup versus my matchup. Last week, I outscored you by like a ton of points. Actually, here's some stats for you. If you and I played each other week one, week two, week three, week four, here's I how like it goes. This. Here's how it goes. I beat you by four points. The next round, I be next week, I beat you by 11. The next week, I beat you by 56. And the next week, I beat you by 25. What makes you think you're going to beat me? have more green check marks than you do you do you actually have great matchups you have great matchups for murray for chubba which i think continues to help tummy sticks chubba just seems like it's in there camara um and you actually have no 
bad matchups. So back to my theory, when I play somebody, I bring the best out of them. And I might be doing that because you have killer matchups. Um, and I don't, I actually don't hate your team. I don't see you winning, but I don't hate your team as I was trying to build a case. Uh, I have, uh, oh, here comes my huge dog running into this room. I, uh, I've got Dak and Henry that have great matchups, but I've got some concerns. Miles Sanders doesn't seem to be able to get things going. He had eight um, carries the last two games. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, are we just not giving him the ball anymore? Gabe? Oh, he's not on the pod. Gabe, I need Who's, that? Who's his backup? Gainwell? Gain? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know if he's even getting carries. Dude. I don't think game script's really gotten them running the ball at all. It's scary. Like, I want to – I'm pulling up my text message thing from uh, from Gabe, who happens to be, if you've forgotten, my wife's cousin. And uh, cool, cool, Apple. Let's just make it work. You said and, you, had, you had your wife's family over. Is Gabe at your house? Oh, no, that's my wife's friends tonight. No. No. Taysom Hill's no at your family. house? Taysom Hill is here. And, and I'm texting Gabe, just wondering, like, what the hell? So last week's game, I guess it would have been two weeks ago, uh, the Eagles gave the ball to their running backs three times. Sanders got two runs and Gainwell got one. And I said, how is this possible? And he said it was the same thing last week. And I, sh- I show these stats to my wife, who's sitting on the couch next to me, and she's a football fan. And she just simply says, you have to establish the run to open up the pass game. And I'm convinced my wife knows more than Nick Sirianni does for the Eagles. Like, It's funny you say that because I've been listening to a few podcasts where a lot of people think they know a lot more than Nick Sirianni. I don't know what's going on in Philly. Like, We're not going to run. Like, You have to run. You have to. And Miles Sanders is good, right? I thought he was good. I had him last year, I think. For the second half of the season, he was great. God, I mean, just horse crap. That's bad. So, all right, we got to stop talking about ourselves. Anything else you want to say about your team before we, I make a projection? And you're welcome to make a projection yourself. No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be, I think, like the prediction show, it's going to be a close game. Um, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring. Uh, but I think it's going to be in, you know, the one tens to one fifteens range. Um, and I, I need a W I'm giving myself a W this week. I need to get back, uh, to the middle of the pack at two and three. And that would drop you from, from third to middle of the pack with me. Yeah. We would have the same standings and that would be horse crap. Uh, I'm going to say you do score 110 points in your dreams. And I'm going to score about 118, just as they said, I'm giving myself an eight to 10 point victory. All right. I have to admit, like, I just feel confident this dude. I average 25 points more a game than you on I, average. I know it's bananas. It's bananas, but I don't know. Like I'm going to be pissed I just if you look beat at my me. team and I'm like, wow. There's a lot of scoring potential here. All right. All right. The next game I've got here, again, is an ESPN projection where it's a one-point difference, at least this morning when I piece this together. But I am going to call this the fire and ice game of the week. Exact opposites. One is hot. One is cold. Who comes out on top? That would be the guy who scored 171 points last week versus the guy who scored 56 points last week. It is Alex Yikes. versus Matt Francisco. Oh, uh, God. I mean, Alex was like 10 points away from tripling Matt's score or something like that last week. Sounds Alex, about right. Alex started the season slow, but he's had two good weeks in a row, putting up 110 and then 171. Matt T. Fran has had two really bad weeks in a row. Uh, last week, putting up 56 and the week before putting up 84. Yet ESPN says Alex is the one point favorite. And uh, I think there's some reason behind it. I think as ridiculous as this sounds, I think we got a game right here. What? Yeah, I know it sounds stupid. It really does. But as as you go through it, uh this could be the perfect week for Matt DeFrancisco to face Alex. It would be a shocker. It really would. Um, Alex does have Aaron Rodgers, Saquon, 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 uh, 
Laquan Barkley, Najee Harris. Like he's got great players. His team went off last week. As you pointed out, every single member of his team got double digits except his kicker. But here's the thing on the ESPN system. My man, Alex has no green matchups. He has a hard, hard week for even his great players. Uh, Najee Harris against Denver, Saquon against Dallas. Like it is actually a really bad week for Alex's clutch players and his players have to come back to earth after that incredible thing. So I see Alex having a much rougher week. Uh, I do think Alex has a great team. So I do think he will score, you know, 100, 110 area. Um, but he will not keep up this just absolute domination he showed last week. And on the flip side, you got Matt DeFrancisco. Is he going to start Kirk Cousins, or would he start Lance if Lance is starting? What would you do if Lance starts? Uh, I think I would go Kirk. Yeah, probably. Um, Henderson looks good if he's healthy. If so, it's a great matchup. He has Corey Davis, which we've already talked about, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. He's just hucking the ball down there. So that's points for Corey Davis, especially since Corey Davis is playing the Falcons. And he has Aaron Jones, who is the number four running back. So although there's not like a specific player on Matt's team that I'm just like, this guy's going to save his season and we could point at Aaron Jones, but he's, he's got great matchups. And so with Alex's down week, I've got to ask, is Matt going to shock the world? I'm going to say no but that it comes down to Monday night football. And that is super exciting. Those are the worst who we got Monday night. Oh, oh, I had it pulled up and I've closed it. I think both of them had one player and I realized they can, they can change their lineups. Well, this is even pre waivers being fully claimed. But when I was looking at it, I checked both of them have Monday night football. Um, And fantasy football is so weird because play out this scenario. If Alex loses to Matt DeFrancisco, um, these two teams, even though they appear so different from another one another, right? The fire and ice game. Mm-hmm. If Matt wins somehow, they're tied in records. Bananas. Right. Absolutely crazy. And and that's, of course, that's not what you want, Vince. Uh, at this point, I'm wondering, are you rooting against Matt? Are you just hoping the bottom dwellers stay at the bottom? Are we at that uh, point of the season? A hundred percent. Okay, so you are you're cheering Alex on because I am on Matt the, at the Alex bandwagon for sure. Part of the reason I shipped Mike Evans over to Matt, there are so many weapons in Tampa Bay. Mike Evans isn't getting the rock. Didn't oh. want him anymore. Shipped him out of town. There you go. Well, I'm gonna predict Alex wins. Like I said, Monday night football. So Alex will be three and two. Matt, my good friend, you will be one in four. And along with Vince, panic will be settling in strongly. Okay. And the big next week, big next, week. Next game. What do we got? What do we got? I'm going to call this the, uh, the nail biter game of the week. This is the one that I think it's, it's going to be yeah, the over under. I'm looking at one and a half right here. Like it is, or I guess that would be more. More of the, the spread. spread. Look at me. Look at me. It's late. I didn't sleep well. Uh, we got Tommy versus Brooks. Uh, ESPN right now has Tommy winning by three. We can talk about that. I, I don't blame the world for thinking Tommy wins. Tommy has a great team. We've predicted Tommy to, to win this whole thing. Um, but there's reason to, th- to give Brooks a fighting chance here. So Tommy's team has Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert. Tommy, stop hogging the talent come on bro pick one and uh brooks who's coming off a really hard week with 83 points i think he's got to bounce back the question is will it be enough and brooks is running with lamar jackson versus indy um he has a flex running back set right now with damian harris versus houston uh and i think he's going to just go off against houston i'm praying he does because if you guys who are still in the eliminator challenge care I picked New England to beat Houston. Feels like a safe bet. You guys do you. So who else is left? I feel like we've you all know, been eliminated. I think uh, four have been eliminated. Six are still in. Okay. So it's uh, it's we've got a lot of weeks left in football. Someone's going to screw up. Um, Tommy, on the other hand, he has Nick Chubb, and I'm going to say I love Nick Chubb, but I also hate him because he's like Tommy's permanent player. Uh, the matchup 
that Tommy has with his little Seahawk combo between Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf should be exciting versus the Rams, right? We all kind of think the Rams are special, but then they get beat up by Arizona. Uh, he has Cordell Patterson. That dude has, I, I counted because that's, I love numbers. That dude has 20 letters in his two names combined. That's a lot of letters. In my, it is just, a lot of letters. It just seems like he spelled both of the like his first name they just like doubled some letters for no reason um, <laughs> it's a hard it's a hard word to spell i was trying to pronounce cordale cordale yeah i corderell corderell i like that we'll find out everybody maybe, pay attention maybe two, cordero he'll come out and say it in two years and we'll all be like right oh. <laughs> i know but I that know. dude got like three touchdowns he's playing out of control and he's playing against the Jets this week. And if you know anything about the Jets, at least if you're in the fantasy football world, they are fabulous against the pass. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But they are trash against the run. So keep that in mind for Cordale, Corduroy Patterson. Um, Corduroy Patterson. You know, one thing I will say, Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf may be the most dangerous one-two punch of wide receiver talent in the league. I know you had them last year. I don't know how this happened. Tommy ended up with them this year. Between the two of them, you could score 40, 50 points easily, right? And really put put yourself um, or put some distance between your your opponent. I don't think Brooks has a shot this week. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. I don't think so. Okay, so if we're going to play the numbers game, you're right. My man Tommy is averaging 125 points a game. Brooks is averaging 104. Tommy beats him every week. They run into each other. Everybody put money on Tommy. But the reason I'm calling this is the nail biter is freaking DK Metcalf currently has the letter Q next to his name. And Tyreek Hill is playing a top pass defense in the fantasy football world in buffalo Mm. and so i'm saying his top wide receivers not going to perform this week while on the flip side uh for brooks brooks i know i was excited about lamar versus indy and damian harris not all as well you have calvin ridley who's great but he's playing the new york jets pass defense which is tough and as you heard tyreek hill has to play against buffalo which means travis kelsey has to play against buffalo as Mm. well So that's why I think this game, it doesn't play out the way Tommy is used to. Tommy doesn't score huge. I do think Tommy wins, but I'm, like I said, one and a half points. Now, question for you. Mm -hmm. This Buffalo um, Chiefs game, high scoring, blowout by Buffalo, Chiefs defense is trash, Bills look legit, is there a chance that the Bills just trample, absolutely destroy the Chiefs? Chiefs could win in a close one. If it's a beatdown, you got to think it's Buffalo beating down the Chiefs. The Chiefs just appear much weaker this year, man. They one are in four or one in three? I forget what they'd be. I think, no, they're, they're two and two right now, I think. Okay, two and three? Yeah. Wow. Which I is was what thinking they could run the table this year. Sure hasn't looked like that. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. And uh, let's all hope their big, lovable coach stays healthy. I never, I never want to say RIP to him. No, absolutely no. not. He spent some time in the hospital this past week. It seems like he's doing much better. Now, question for you, Matt. Am I rooting for Brooks here or Tommy? Do I want more parity in the league? Do I want to divide between the good teams and the bad teams? I don't really know. What's my strategy? Uh, I've been there before. Uh, it's still kind of early there in the season, but uh, I heard you say you're you're talking about this idea that you're not trying to win it all this year. You've you've kind of come to that level of acceptance. It's things could change. They can. It, uh, you know, I did those numbers a couple of weeks ago. There's always one or two teams who just jumps from the bottom to the top. It happens every year. Um, but you got to start rooting for some other bottom dwellers sort of injuries to those teams because it's going to be you versus three of them. And you just got to really outscore them at the end. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I talk about this all the time. It is a one week season. 
right? You got to stack W's, got to win every week. I don't have to play the long game. I just got to win the game in front of me. And if I can, you know, get to 500, I don't know if we've ever had, that'd actually be interesting to know. Has anyone that's been around 500 end up in the junk bowl? Probably. Uh, I won the junk being six and six. Oh, sick. That was Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. Well, you deserved it for drafting him. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, my like goodness. Like you were there. Yeah. I got to, I got, I'm now friends with all of my running backs kids just asking, how's dad? <laughs> Does he seem pissed? Um, one more shout out as I continually shamelessly plug my alma mater, Andy Reid, BYU in the 1980s, right there. So we never want to say RIP to that guy. Gosh, what did he, uh, what, what did he play? Oh, I want to say he was on the line. Uh, in the early 80s, I wasn't alive. So I'm not mm. off the top of my head. Did you ever see the Andy Reid video of him doing the, it's like kick or it's like punt, kick, pass, or whatever kids camp? Have you ever yeah, seen that? When the, yeah, when he's little. But he's not little. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like 6'3 and he's 12. Yeah. I think I have seen that. And all the other kids are like regular 12-year-olds. And it's <laughs> and just like, he win? I yeah, think he like won. I'm pretty sure it looks like a man competing against little kids. And it's like, yes, I won. And you're like, that, what are you doing, dude? And oh. then BYU offered him a scholarship. Yes. It was the punt pass kick competition of 1971. I've just pulled Holy it. Holy cow. Everybody go look that one up. You will, you will be impressed with the incredible feats of young Andy Reid. <laughs> incredible. incredible. All right. Let's keep things moving. Tommy, Tommy wins that. So, so far, you and I debate that you win or I win. We're back and forth. We both agree Alex is going to beat Matt. Um, I do think Tommy beats Brooks. I think you agree. I just think it's going to be close. Yep, I think so. Um, okay, next one. I think we've got a good one right here. This Ooh. one, I'm, I'm excited about this, and I'm excited about this game for you. I'm excited about it for me, and I'm excited about it for, let me do the math, six other people. So you're just pumped. I am pumped because I'm calling this the trash talk game of the week. This is Ooh. Dan Afgar, who can be pretty dang funny online. And Jake Wolf, who can pull a stunt out every now and then and hang out with your mom, these two are facing off against one another. Careful, Dan. You be nice or Jake's going to hang out with your mom. Yep. I heard she likes lemonade. Uh, boys, make it count. Don't be careful. Make this a super fun week in the league where the two of you are not gentlemen. Um, Do you ever just get so frustrated and angry that you don't even want to shit talk? sometimes it happens to me i'm like i can't even handle the hate right now because i'm playing so poorly i've been there it's and like you you said it earlier it's a weekly game um so maybe you d fran you can weigh in i know if i'm coming off a big week i'm like mm, i'm on facebook and i'm just checking oh. the score over and over again like oh i still won <laughs> let me check again oh i still won and when i, I teach plays like crap i'm like i don't even want to look at my phone i almost text you I'm like hey do the podcast alone i hate this <laughs> yeah so in that one, I hope you win this week, except it's against me. All right, back to the trash talk game of the week. We got Jake versus Dan. Both of them are sitting at two and two. In the last two weeks, both of them have had a 93-point game. Okay, so they sound pretty even. But if you remember, Dan started off so cold. Dan is averaging 85 points a game, but he's made some trades. Yes, Jake, he's a lot stronger. My man Jake has made some trades as well. Um, and uh, Jake so far has come out over me in the trade. And so far, Dan has come out over Alex in the trade. And I know there's some technicalities with injuries and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, Dan and Jake have actually beat Alex and I in the trade game so far. So these guys have kind of these new rebuilt teams. And I mentioned Dan is averaging 85 points. Jake, however, is averaging 112 points points that is a 27 point difference i know they're both two and two but i don't think they're actually even teams i think it's been fun watching dan get a couple wins out of nowhere i just don't think it is you think they're um, just cute wins they yeah. were like my question is is it fully sustainable 
Jake's team just seems to hang around and, and he keeps up with the other opponents and he is able to win. Jake seems to be able to like handle the fight. Dan, I just don't know. Like, is this the new birth of Dan? Is Dan the team that starts slow and ends up crushing later on? I, I don't know. Well, let's take a look at some of the players, right? Yeah. Dan's got Josh Allen, premier football player, sixth ranked fantasy QB. And I think he's not running as much this year. He's not as accurate. Maybe that changed a little bit last week. We'll see how that progresses. Ezekiel Elliott seems like he's back top five running back in the league. He also has the number one wide receiver in Cooper cup white guy. Yeah. Sure handed though. Can he sustain it? He does seem to have a really reliable uh, passer in uh, Matt Stafford. I, I think Cooper Cup keeps it up. So when you're looking at Dan's matchups, Josh Allen is playing the number 30 defense in KC. Zach Moss is playing the number 28 KC. Cup is playing number 23 Seattle. The matchups actually look great for Dan. Hmm. How's Terry McLaurin looking out there in Washington playing the Saints? They lost this week. Man, did you hear that one? Whoop. Or I, I'm not even going to try. I that just watched amazing. that. It was a very long whoop. That was so good. That was rad. Um, but Dan also might have a tight end problem. I saw Logan Thomas he got does a have big a old question problem. mark on his or big old Q, and he has no other tight end on his bench yet. No doubt there's plenty of tight ends to grab, but he's not going to be able to rely on one of those guys, I don't think. Tough um, situation. The nice so, thing, yeah, tight end's not a huge position. Um in terms of like fantasy value, unless you've got a Waller, a Kels, mm-hmm. maybe a Kittle. Um, speaking of tight ends, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit has actually been pretty good this year. Yeah, he really has. He's exciting. Oh, yeah, I do like him a lot. Um, while we're at it, then let's talk Jake. He's got Kareem Hunt. I think Hunt will do great. Thank you. You're welcome for that, Jake. Son of a gun. Um, the Sunday night game is going to be pretty fun for Jake to watch. I'm hoping Sunday night trash talk because he has Diggs playing against KC. And I know we've already talked about the Buffalo KC game. That is a great Sunday night game. But knowing that Jake has a big player in that, I think that just makes it even more fun. Um, speaking of that game, I Jake has Mahomes as well. Holy smokes. Jake is all about the Sunday night game. But I hate Mahomes matchup. So here's my question. This is where we get into Jake's head. Does he start Stafford over Mahomes? Oh, I didn't think you were going to throw that at me. Let me take a look. Let me take a look. Stafford is playing the Seattle defense. You're thinking you're, you're, you're rocking with a matchup play here. Yeah. All right. Stafford's playing the 25th uh, worst or I guess best um, pass defense in the Seahawks. They're projected to both score about 24 points. Yikes. Do you want to put all your cards on a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game? Yeah. What so, would you do? I think I know what I would do. What would you do? Um, I want to be, I kind of like Stafford this year. I really do. Um, it's just hard to not play Mahomes if you have Mahomes. Can you hear my dog whining? What are you doing, dog? What's your problem? Not really. That's good. He just looks pissed that I'm podcasting. Yeah, Um, I hear you. I mean, I think Stafford's good. I think if the Rams can make it deep in the playoffs and like rack off a bunch of wins and win the NFC West, I think he's got a shot at the MVP. But you can't bench Mahomes. He's the number one quarterback in the league. Um, He's the one guy that I trust in nearly every situation. Um, There's just no shot that you can bench him for a, a Matt Stafford, right? I, I think when you look at Mahomes, he does all of the things that you expect of a quarterback to do really, really well, right? He can scramble. looks like he's wearing a diaper. He can throw the ball. He doesn't miss. Right? I'm leaning towards Mahomes. All right. Well, Jake, I hope you choose wrong or right. Whatever. Either way. Just make you, a pick. You're going to choose wrong. And we're all going to be like, what were you thinking? The matchup. Right. So we're going to come at you with that one. So you got Jake versus Dan. Dan has the better matchups. 
Uh, Dan has been highly outscored by Jake, but oh my gosh, I'm going to say it. I think Dan's streak continues. His team is not better than Jake's, but he's facing Jake at an opportune time. And Dan's, no. Dan suddenly wins three in a row. You say no? I agree with you. Oh, you agree. But I'm not rooting for Dan. Okay. I'm rooting for him to lose because to your point, I think he has a worse team. I'd love to see some of these bottom dwellers down here with me. I'm rooting for Jake, but I think Dan wins this one. All right. Matchups alone. I like it. I like it. All right. This next one, the final game, they know who they are. And I'm coming out to talk some trash. Coming out what? I'm coming out. Talk trash. Okay. Talk trash. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, tummy sticks. Mom, meatloaf. Um, this is this is gonna be. I I don't like what I'm gonna have to say about you, Derek and Gabe. I am calling this the low scoring frauds game of the week. Who's yeah. the fraud? Yeah, well, the loser will be. Uh, Derek started off hot, but he has been fading, and so it's like, oh, Derek's got this great team. I don't know if he so fast. Died. Gabe. Sure, Gabe is in second place. He's sitting at three and one, but Gabe's points against are a joke. Gabe gets the easiest matchups, and he does not deserve to be three and one. Plays all the cupcakes. Yep. And so I, I realize, you know, one of these guys is sitting at five hundred. The other one's sitting at three and one up at the top, and they're like, "I don't give a crap what you say. Like, I'm up here." But when it comes to when it comes to points for, like. I don't think Gabe is le- as legit. He's he's number six in the league. He's not our number two guy. And then Derek, Derek, he's seven is, of ten at best. Okay, there we go. I see what you did there. I do what you see what you did there. And Derek might be fourth in points for, but he is dropping quickly. He started off hot, and so that's why I don't think these guys are quite as legit. Now, if you win this game, I am okay saying you're legit. But the loser of this game, just know you're on fraud alert. Fraud alert. Speaking of fraud alert, I hate to do it to my guy. Just fantasy purposes. Is Tom Brady a fantasy fraud? (gasps) I I kind of feel like everybody loves Tom Brady this year. Am I I wrong? Well, what do you mean? Just like fantasy wise or just? personally love just like football like everybody's just like yeah at this point like go tom brady like it was easy to sometimes hate him when he was on the patriots but now it's just like yeah go for it tom have fun i think well i think it's funny you say that i think once he left new england you kind of got to see the real tom brady and he's just a cool guy that's like kind of funny and goofy and he's like Mm -hmm. the dad you know like the funny dad and i think people really relate to that and like it and it was just the allure of like the Patriots that people hated. I think people probably like him. He's yeah. like a great guy. <laughs> and he seems to always be on TV because it's Tom Brady and they won this team won the Super Bowl. But like when he's watching, like my wife and I are like, yeah, let's let's go Bucks. Why not? Who cares? So yeah. It's like that uh, old guy you pat on the head, you're like, oh, you're doing okay, sir. And he, even my kids know who he is, and he's 44 years old. That's stupid. It's crazy. It's I, crazy. I, I could not but handle. All of that to say, I'm not sure Tom Brady can keep up the fantasy relevance as a top five quarterback, right? He was one for a couple of weeks, but if you look at his performance last week against the Pats, he put up 11 points. Mm. Well, I'll say Tom Brady is going to be Derek Sunshine his only sunshine. And I mean, literally his only sunshine. Derek is currently projected by ESPN to put up 103 points. That is the lowest projection we have this week. I think Derek ends up scoring double digits, not triple. And Tom Brady is the only good thing that comes out of that game for him. No way. You think Tom Brady just runs it up on his former uh, defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. I think Tommy does it, but his team just isn't great. He's got Joe Mixon, who might be hurt, which, ha-ha, makes me feel good. Um, It just makes me sleep better. And the matchups all around that Derek has this week are not good. 
I would actually say they're really bad. And then, mm-hmm. and so that's why I don't think he does anything too great this week. Potential fraud. And then I got Gabe over there who is averaging uh, less points than Derek is each week. Uh, and he does have a healthy Dalvin Cook, I think. And if so, that's exciting. But just like Derek's team, he also has absolutely horrible matchups this week. And so these two teams, Derek and Gabe, I'm going to say are lucky because they both have really bad matchups. And so they're facing each other. I think if Derek or Gabe were playing anybody else in the league this week, including you, including Matty Francisco, no offense to you guys, I think they would legit be concerned. Uh but they're playing each other. And so I do think they look out. I do think they, they're projected to, to be close. But uh, Gabe is the guy who constantly gets lucky. Gabe plays teams that underperform. So, Derek, this is the week of your best, worst performance or whatever that might be called. So, Derek, enjoy the 70s to 80s range. Gabe pulls another win. And Gabe is suddenly sitting at four and one. And I still question whether he's legit, but he'll be four and one, which means he's getting pretty close to feeling comfortable with, with his ears or belly button. So I don't know how you did it, but I don't like either of these teams right now. And I think your analysis is right on. Derek's not going to score much. Gabe's not going to score much, but he's going to leave the, the week with a W. Uh, he's going to move to four and one. I guess my question for you, you may have done some analysis on this. Is there a watermark that we're getting to in, tor- in terms of wins we need to accumulate to start feeling comfortable about playoff, at least, you know, upper echelon of the league being safe? You know, I do have that number. I'm going to admit I don't have it right here in front of me. Um, but historically, it has been seven wins in our 12-game season meant you were safe. And so one would assume that this year, eight is safe. Seven is probably safe, but not guaranteeing anything. Six, uh, you should be worried, I think, still at six wins. So uh, keep that in mind. Six probably seems like a far away number for you, Vince. I'm really sorry to I gotta run the table. Yeah, like you're like six wins. How am I gonna? How am I gonna get to six wins? But uh, yeah, historically seven is our safe number. Uh, so keep that. Keep that action. Okay, I've got the numbers right here. If you get seven wins, so here's the interesting thing. Uh, I've got the numbers to make it to the playoffs. Okay. Histor- if you get seven wins you have an 82% chance to make it to the playoffs. If you had eight wins, you were in the playoffs for the booty. You got to assume this year that goes up by at least half a game, right? Since we've added an odd number of games. Mm-hmm. So now it's looking at like seven and a half wins to eight and a half wins. And I know that's not really a thing, but, but keep that in mind. Um, and the six and six back in the day uh has taken the junk home twice, actually, according to these stats. Dang. So so I know that feels weird, but six wins might feel great, but you might end up with the junk. So target number, watermark number, as you called it, I'm going to say seven and a half games. Seven games, seven and a half, you're feeling good. So All right. That sounds about right. I've got my work cut out for me. That, That you do, my friend. So a couple other things I've been thinking here. Uh, I mean, we've pretty much said all of this. I just want to acknowledge one more time. I think Jake and Dan so far have won the trade. Both of those guys, I think, were in that little panic mode, and they have made major positive changes. So compliments to them. Uh, Vince, we've talked about it, but there is potentially a dark place waiting for you and Matt Francisco. Very um, dark place. One in four. I don't uh, want to go there. Don't send me there. <laughs> Don't want to play tummy sticks. Uh, Matt, I know you love that movie. Actually, Matt, you're the one who showed me that movie the first time in my life. Thank you. Um, I think we got to have Matt on the podcast next week if he loses. Matt, I know that's hard to come on a podcast at one and four, but Vince will be doing it. Uh, Yeah, I have to produce (laughs) it. I have to produce it. So I would love for the two of you to talk knowing you might be looking at each other going, is it you or me? I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> i mean matt vince already waxed his legs don't don't, don't make, make him me. pierce himself 
Yeah, I'm just glad it's not a more sensitive area on my body. But in this weird reality, let's say Vince, you win. You're two and three. That makes me two and three. Let's say Matty Francisco wins. That means he's two and three. That means Alex is two and three. We can turn the entire league right? in two weeks. And then suddenly Brooks beats Tommy. So now they're both three and two. Uh, Jake beats Dan or vice versa. One of them's two and three, three and two. And then if Gabe loses to Derek in this weird world, the whole league could be two and three and three and two. Like that is a possibility if things line up. Now that means five games have to go a specific way. That probably won't happen, but our league is potentially everyone sitting at 400 or 600. And that's crazy. I'm rooting for absolute pandemonium. Let's make a crazy happen. I love it. Let's make the crazy happen because we're in week five. So when's the middle of the, the season? Is it week after six, seven, technically? Yeah. So now we have like two middle of the week, two, two middle of the season things. Yeah. It's about Wednesday back. between week six and week seven <laughs> will officially be halfway. Yeah. And the NFL has got to deal with that crap too. Stupid odd number. It's bizarre. Stuff. It should have went to 14. I mean, I don't. At this point, just play all year round. Football fans would be happy. Yeah. Okay. Hear me out. Making this up as we go right now. Two weeks between games, but games every week. You're just giving everybody more rest. Season lasts oh. twice as long for the most part, right? There'd have to be some weird every now and then you got to play one Sunday and you play the following Sunday, but then you get three weeks off. You know, that weird like Thursday to Sunday night game. That so. would be really weird to have almost a month off of football. For your team, but every week you would have football on TV and then you could watch all the freaking games because there'd only be what, like eight games on each weekend. So then you could actually watch all of them and not have like some hidden away in some faraway channels and crap. Hey, you're welcome, Roger Goodell. More money, more problems. Less problems for them. Less problems. Yeah. Ah, Vince, any last thoughts, man? This is. I feel good about this. This got me all fired up. I'm, I'm excited for this week. No thoughts, man. I'm pumped. We got the San Francisco Giants in the playoffs. Ooh. 107 wins. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Franchise record. The Warriors are vaxxed. Giants. They can play basketball. Oh. And, and the Niners. Trey Lance is our starter, maybe. I'm not as excited about that right now as I am about the Giants. But uh, Trey Lance, prove me wrong. We were all excited when we drafted you. What a night. Dawn, as always, great to have you on the podcast. Thank you for coming back. We'll see you next week. You got it, buddy. Have a great night.